Well, happy Thursday, and thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. Thanks for being a part of this journey through Psalms. We're in Psalm 62, and um, I encourage you to share Enough for Today with a friend. We, we spend seven to eight, maybe ten, sometimes every now and then, if I really begin to bloviate, maybe 12 minutes. But we're just walking slowly through the Psalms, and we're bringing our souls into the presence of God. This is the living Word of God. And every day we come against darkness, and every day we need light. We need to be reminded of who God is, who we are in Him, in Christ, and what His reality is that undergirds us and supports and strengthens us. And this is the the faith journey. This is the life of faith. It's not that everything around us becomes circumstantially beautiful and harmonious. It's that everything within us can be cast into the hands of our great God and our shepherd. We can run to him and we can say, truly my soul waiteth upon God, verse 1. We can celebrate even from the depths of despair. From him comes salvation. He's my rock. He's my defense. He's my savior. We can say to our soul objectively, we can uh, separate between, differentiate. That's the word I was looking for yesterday and I couldn't think of it. We can differentiate between our emotional makeup and experience and truth, reality. And my friend, it's always a dangerous thing to let your emotions lead, to live a soulish life, to let your soul, your mind, will, and emotions lead out. If it's your intellect, the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. If it's your will, your will, Jesus says, not my will, but thine be done. When he taught us to pray, he said, uh, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're to subject our mind, lean not to thy own understanding, um, in all thy ways acknowledge him. We're to subject our will to God, not my will but thine. And we're to subject our soul's emotions, our desires, our feelings to God. And that that's where we come to verses like, God is greater than the, my heart. He's the strength of my heart. When you hear the word soul in scripture or the word heart, often they're interchangeable. This is your inner world. It's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so David, in this psalm, going through hardship, oppression, enemies, people coming against him, he's fearful, it's dramatic, it's traumatic, it's emotionally anxiety-filled. And so he's preaching and teaching to his soul and he's telling his soul how to respond. So verse 5, we left off yesterday, verse 5, 6, and 7, my soul wait upon God. My hope, my expectation is from him. He's my rock, my salvation, my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation, my glory, my rock, my strength. My refuge is in God. This word refuge is going to come back today. Uh, I want to give you a specific definition of it. It is a shelter, a place of hope, um, a place of trust, a place to run into. So picture yourself out in a storm and you're running in to cover. You're running into protection or safety. So look at verse 8. Now the direction of the psalm changes in verse 8. And David turns from his soul being uh, his student. So all of the verses 1 through 7, David's instructing his soul. He's addressing himself. He's teaching and preaching to himself. Um, But now he's going to turn outward And he's going to teach you and me. He's going to teach his reader and he addresses us as you people. So trust in him at all times, you people. 
Pour out your heart before him, for God is a refuge for us, Selah. So let's break it down because this is a wonderful verse. If you know Jesus, um, then this is a wonderful verse. And if you don't know him, this is a wonderful invitation. Trust in him at all times. The word trust is to rely on, to put confidence in, uh, to make yourself trust in, in this. So place your reliance upon your God at all times. Now, I want to speak to this for a moment because this is not a sensory or an emotional experience. This is not experiential or sensational. You really don't feel any different when you say, I'm trusting you, God, with this. Now, I realize there can be a a lifted burden, but there's no experience that like descends upon you. There's no experience that wells up within you. It's not electrifying. You don't feel stronger in the moment. Uh, You don't feel that you've come through any kind of radical transformative experience. It's a faith experience. It's a taking God at his word reality. So you're not putting faith in the feeling that it produces. You're not putting faith in the experience that it brings. You're just putting faith in the word of God. But there is a very uh, wonderful reality to putting yourself, your trial, your circumstance, your confusion, your, your lack of clarity, whatever, into the hands of God and saying, God, I don't need the answers right now. I'm trusting you. Soul, you're going to wait upon God. God, I'm trusting you. In this situation, in very specific ways, Lord, I'm trusting you. So you lay it out. Make it real in your reality right now. What do you need uh, to put into God's hands right now? Is it a situation at work? Is it a situation with your kids or your marriage, your finances? Is it something about your future, your direction? Excuse me. Is it something about a circumstance that you just your 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 mind is toiling over it? You're working your best solution. You're trying to find your best uh, possible plan. Has there been a moment where you have reckoned with this overwhelming reality and said, "God, I am putting this in your hands"? It doesn't mean you're going to stop thinking about it. It 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 means that you're waiting on Him to show you the next step, to show you the path. Um, and you could you could stare forever at all your options and really never know which one to choose. And it'll just stir up greater fear and anxiety within you. But if you objectify this for a moment and if you uh, differentiate the experiences and then you go spiritually at it, subject uh, objectively with the truth of the word of God, And you say, God, I'm putting this on you. This is your problem now. And I'm going to trust you with this. And I'm going to wait on the solution that you direct me. There's there's a myriad of ways he could direct you or he could intervene or show up or prove or provide uh, for your situation. There's a myriad of ways. He can fix this however he wants to fix it. He may show you the next step. He may descend in sweeping intervention. Uh, He may change the circumstance out from under you, and all of a sudden it will materialize as a different circumstance. I mean, I've been through all kinds of God rearranging types of things, but the first, the catalyst for that is for you to say, God, I'm trusting you in this. 
Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. Now, there's the emotion. Pour it out. This could be as simple as just crying it out. If you're a tearful person, cry it out with him. This could be as simple or objective or mechanical as you write it out on a piece of paper, everything you're feeling, and you lay it out before him. It could be that you just take a 10-minute walk and you just go out alone and you talk to God for 10 minutes while you're walking, but you pour out your heart before him. My friend, this is the invitation of the creator of the universe to you saying, pour your heart out to me, all of it. He wants to see it all. He wants to hear it all. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, pour it out before him. Why? Because God is a refuge for us. He is your shelter. So run to him and take shelter in him and pour out your heart before him and choose to trust him because soon enough, he'll break through. Man, this is helpful. I hope you're encouraged today. Happy Thursday. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.